Hi, this is Sean and Stephen. Welcome, Stephen. <laughs> Today, we're going to have a lovely guest star, Stephen, with us. Uh, we're going to talk about love on the Love Podcast. Stephen, thank you so much for joining us. It's, it's, it's a pleasure. Oh, Sean, the pleasure's all mine. Oh, oh, <laughs> you flatter me. Uh, you are so beautiful. Oh. You are so kind. Oh, my. You are so lovely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I appreciate everything that you say. <laughs> I adore it. And I adore everything that you do. Your social media presence is by far profound and absolutely excellent. Oh, thank you. Um, and... We have a, I have an important question for you. I want to know what your what you think love is. What is love to you? Oh, Sean. <laughs> you want the honest truth? I want the honest truth. What is love? What is it biologically? What is, is it? What is it spiritual? What is the experience of love? What is it to you? We can start simple. Maybe with your parental sort of relationship and what that is. We can go, go anywhere you like. <laughs> oh, it's so funny because you just wanted me to <laughs> talk about my jaded love. Yeah. Well, what do I think is love? I love my mom. I love my dog. I, I didn't love, know you had a dog. I had a dog. Oh. She's no longer. Rest in peace. Oh, so sorry. I know. I loved my dog. There we go. Uh, and I love uh, gluten-free food. <laughs> <laughs> what feeds the soul? What feeds the soul? I don't know. I don't know. I'm always thinking about what is love in all my relationships with people. Mm-hmm. And... For the longest time, I thought it was something that you can give away, you can make with people, but it's something that you make with someone. You can't just make it out of nothing. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. I mean, it's something that you make. It's something you create, co-create with someone, you and must, it yeah. and, and it builds. Yeah. I totally agree with that. I like that thought. You know, you have to have two people in together building something. Much like trust, you also build love. Trust, you can't give. You can't take. You have to co-create it. Yeah. And it involves a lot of pieces to co-create something, right? Like any sort of activity that involves teams or co-creation, you have to be able to communicate. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to express your your feelings in a constructive way and be able to talk and then express boundaries and say, this is me, this is you. And both people have to be willing to co-create it together. Mm -hmm. You can't have one person create it for someone else. Yeah. 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 Uh, what is love to you, Sean? I mean, I'm I'm totally on the same page with you here. I I would totally agree. I think love is something that's built over over time. Um, 
and start. I, I sort of have like this n- new idea of what love is. It's like it's a we can break it down to a conversation, right? So with every conversation, it's sort of like an agreement. You have two people come into a room, a space, and that space is love, almost, and you it builds over time. And and with every with every room that you create or every space, there has to be an exit. And you have to be able to say that sometimes you can leave if you want to, or we can build this space together. And uh, you recognize each other's boundaries, how you guys are separate entities in the room, and you're not the same entity, and this is what your love is. Your love is the space. And then you build it, and you keep adding brick by brick until the space is a big, enormous house with lots and lots of floors and maybe a basement with deep, dark secrets. No, we're we're doing an episode. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, Louise. Podcast. Well, well, now we have Louise. He's the captain. He's oh, gonna go he's play soccer. We're just doing. Oh, there we go. There he goes. There he goes. <laughs> and see, you know, you let people go, come and go. You know, the the space is. Uh, I I really yeah. like the whole idea of like making a um, mental visual for myself of what love is because it helps me understand it more, and I like the idea of. A, a room and you're creating a room but why do we get so stuck with people who aren't willing to make the room with us and why do we think we love them oh why so again I think that the reason that people get a lot of st- stuck a lot of the time is because um, we're we are building when we experience the world we're building a mental model of like what to expect right we see and notice things and we based off our past experiences we build something in our minds right so a lot of the time we have a vision of what the room is but it's not actually that way and when it that that disconnect when we realize that disconnect we sort of get flustered and get frustrated because we thought of the world a certain way but it was actually this way right and and to get out of sync is, is happens all the time and, and to to get out of that um, to get out of that non-sinkage with mm-hmm. another person you you have to like kick yourself out of it and be like hey let go of all that shit that you thought like maybe communicate again and like and it's okay to fuck up so you're living in the vision of the future but I think it's it's totally natural part of human is to build an idea of the world, right? We're building, uh, it helps us, you know, move throughout life almost, is having an idea of like, oh, there's grass. Dreams, aspirations. Well, not just dreams and aspirations, but like being able to understand like what's going to happen in five minutes from now and like knowing what to expect and being able to like when you're a child, oh, things are almost like traumatic and you have to build up to become an adult, right? Like, and a lot of the time, we, we sort of rely on this ability to understand the world to get through it. Because then it doesn't mean that we're getting surprised constantly. Because being surprised constantly can means that you have to get space to re-understand the world, you know? And that's why a partner is always great. Because a partner can help you re-understand the world all the time. They can check you for checks and balances, right? And say like, hey... You're you're off in your own little la la land. Maybe consider, you know, doing something else or doing this or trying that. 
mm-hmm. it's I, I think that's why a, a partner is always a great person to have around like they may not be romantic or whatever or say, but like it's good to have a friend's there to support you and be like hey you're sort of like looking at this in a sort of skewed way that's not real yeah Yeah, that's why also romantic partners are great because you know they also can go deeper than a reg some you know they know lots of personal details that you don't share with everyone wish I had a romantic partner. <laughs> but it's not necessary all the time. You can have as much depth with a friend as as with a romantic partner. I think that yeah. the idea... I so? I, yeah, I think that uh, the idea that a romantic partner is going to solve all your problems is false. Like... They won't solve all of it. No, but... I but, find that oftentimes we're so different in a romantic relationship. And that helps you know, the different perspectives of the world. So different. It, it's it's would like the, there can be so many perspectives in the world, and they all can be true. And like coming to a consensus, mm. like building that space, building that love. I think that that's magical, because you're also building something totally new. It's like you're almost building a baby. Baby, it's the orgasm of life. Mm. You, you're. Uh, I love uh, Steven Universe's uh, perspective of relationships. What is it? So, when two people get together, they they build a new person, and when they're out of sync, they'll separate. But like they have to, it's a dance. Mm. Two people dance together, and they build that new person. You know, Stephen is like this crystal gem that confused with other crystal gems or humans mm-hmm. when they start dancing together and get in sync. Mm-hmm. And, you know, part of a relationship is a little bit of a dance. You're able to play a little bit of a game, but then you're able to go also do... Like, there has to be a combination of play and um, work. Mm-hmm. And it's that balance that sort of makes... It's easy to build that mm. house, that love. But I mean, this is me. I want to know your more your, about your perspectives of love. Like, you know, with your mother, you you build it constantly, and you you have a lot of tools to to build that love with her, right? A lot of tools, and I find uh, I find like. Uh, relationship with my mother is very loving, very uh, mutual, but the part that trips me up the most is in relationships, looking for, you know, a partner, a mate, and trying to define what love is, but I find sometimes that... Both of our concepts is always so different, and then we're always yearning to find this love. And I don't know, is it? Am I hopeless? <laughs> You're never hopeless. Am I hopeless, Sean? I mean, you can be a hopeless romantic. Mm, I hate that. Why? I hate because you have no control over the situation yeah. or are you just uh, you're so overwhelmed with emotions I'm a deep empath yeah and when I'm a deep empath I oftentimes 
feel my emotions ten times stronger, but also um, feel the other person's emotions. I feel emotion. the other person's emotions yeah. as well. Yeah. And so as I try to define what it is, and I'm reading them, I'm reading myself, it just becomes so so messy sometimes. Yeah. And it's just so hard to define. And, you know, a lot of people wish they were so mature in love and can be so level-headed that sometimes I find myself like such a child. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think we're all children. We're, as much as we say we're adults, we're, we're all actually children. We're just in adult bodies. And we're all trying to figure it out. It's, love is incredibly difficult. And you're going to constantly fail. Or mess up. Fall on your face. And all you can do is just pick yourself up and then look at the next thing. Look to the future and enjoy what you currently have right now mm. being hopeless is totally fine yeah yeah mm. it's, a, it's a wild ride mm. it's when, so wild this is a wild ride it's so wild it's, it's a, and it can be a lot of fun I mean most some of your most interesting experiences are probably falling in and out of love mm. you know going yeah. into that room and then going out of that room yeah back and forth building something for a couple of moments and coming out of it. Mm. Yeah. It's been difficult. It's been difficult for me. I was in like such a long relationship, Sean. A long time ago. And I always thought that relationship was to build off of that experience. And so for the longest time, I was trying to find somebody that was better, more loving, more kind, but everyone is so different. And for many years, it was just <laughs> trying to find and measure people based off of all these abstract rulers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that yeah, you're thinking with your head you're, yeah. you're, and you, when you're thinking with your head you're not following your heart mm. and a lot of the time we start like using science or whatever and applying that scientific method to the heart mm. and really you, sometimes you need to turn that brain off and let the heart just take us forward mm. because that's going to have the answer mm. not actually your, your, your thinking mm. brain your, your thinking brain is going to lead you astray into a, a system that's not actually correct. I think the, the most exciting thing is meeting someone new and, and learning their perspective. And, and sometimes you rediscover yourself. Mm. Mm, rediscovery. It's an interesting concept. Because yeah. you know what? It was always there and you just have to discover it again. Mm. Because the solution isn't the past. Mm. It's right here. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. 
Does that stay with you? Yeah. You know, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big avid reader of relationship books, Sean. <laughs> Speaking of thinking with my head, I've read every single relationship book under the sun. Yeah, but sometimes that's the worst thing to do. Reading, rela- that's why I think uh, stories are so much more beautiful. Like, don't apply science to relationships. Read a, a book about love, about loss. Art is so much more powerful than science sometimes. You know? I think art is the answer for a lot of problems and then you'll discover it when you see something profound and you'll be like, whoa. Oh. Okay, what do you recommend? What do I recommend? (laughs) For you? I think art is whatever your preference is. What do you love in art? What do you want to see? Go. What do you recommend for your listeners, Sean? What do I recommend for the listeners? I think that, that they have to discover that themselves. Like, what art do they like? There's so many forms of art. And culture. And, and you know, if it's, if it's a movie, if it's a book, if it's a, a piece of artwork, if it's performance art, if it's musicals, it's, if it's whatever, if it's opera, go experience that. If it's a musical festival, go enjoy that. And the... Art has will take your mind into a pattern, and it's going to be able to resolve the issues that I think that you're dealing with a lot faster. Mm. Because the, there's two different sides of the brain: the thinking one and the feeling one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thinking one requires a lot of processing power to actually resolve issues. Mm-hmm. The feeling brain can instantly tell you exactly what the answer is. But the thing is that for the feeling brain to activate, to, to take over, you actually have to let it. Mm. And sometimes art is the best way of doing that. Mm. It gives you a pattern that your, your thinking brain can be distracted by. And then when your thinking brain is distracted, your feeling brain can take over mm. and find the answers. Mm. Because the feeling brain is much better at, you know, pointing in the right direction mm. and the thinking brain is much better at protecting your body and knowing your boundaries mm. it's, 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 a, it's a balance of both mm-hmm. and a lot of the time when people deal with trauma they let their thinking brain take over because they think they know the thinking brain can save them protect them but living in a cave doesn't actually heal you mm. the only way to really heal you is embrace move forward you know and accept it as part of you but you know that's uh, just the musings of a person who doesn't read a lot of books (laughs) I don't have any of the answers I think people actually have the answers within them love is a very interesting concept so I was reading Getting the Love You Want by Harville Hendricks. Yeah. Very interesting book. Basically, he talks about our inner self. You know, a lot of people talk about how we end up dating our parents, right? <laughs> so his concept is 
the reason why we end up in these patterns is because we want to heal our relationship with our parents. So inadvertently, we actually end up dating people like our parents so that we can heal. And Carl Jung also has this concept of the anima and animus, and these are parts of our personality, the feminine and masculine, that become expressed only when we are in a romantic relationship. And so his theory is, unless we practice expressing this anima and animus, we won't be able to develop an emotional maturity in romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. Very fascinating. Another book I love, 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 love. Uh, Luis loves too. The lo- the five love languages. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, I think that one helped me understand my friends a lot more, actually. Mm-hmm. More so than my romantic interests, but mm-hmm. uh, that book talks about uh, how everyone has this love tank, right? And this love tank is fuel. Think about like a tank in your car. Yeah. And it is fuel not with gasoline, but with a specific type of love. And there are five types of love, yeah. just like different types of gasoline. Um, and the types of love are uh, gift giving, yeah. words of affirmation, uh, physical touch, yeah. quality time, and acts of service. And uh, I think after I read the book, I started understanding, oh, mine is actually very similar to my mother. My mother's was definitely acts of service, where she would do things for me, cook clean, to show me her love, and uh, quality time, Mm. you know. And because she rarely showed me words of affirmation, bought me gifts, me physically and that's like a very big part of Asian culture is that you don't really touch each other <laughs> you don't really touch each other but then you go to date people who you know need physical touch in a relationship they're gonna feel so drained because you can't give that to them yeah what about you what are your uh, love languages um, I haven't read the book but I think for sure um, what do you think physical touch words of affirmation gifts are the lowest one okay yeah yeah service is also pretty low okay uh words of affirmation are very high up there okay okay and physical touch oh okay yeah and is it very similar to your the way your uh family showed yeah i mean physical touch was like siblings yeah yeah it is i think so I mean, my mom was excessively very, gives a lot of praise. Uh, and so yeah. that's why I think words are so profound. Um, if, someone's, yeah. if someone says a lot of uh, positive things and, yeah. you know, that positive reinforcement yeah. really has huge impact. So. Well, it's interesting how the book says why we inherit these characteristics from our parents because there are essentially like our first form of love right in life and we become very attached to when they show us love and because of that we become attached to the way they show us love Mm. 
and the way they show us love is inherently these love languages and that becomes ours yeah our innate love languages oh yeah i think that i mean from our childhood a lot of things sort of influence like when when we don't because i mean if anything children just want love mm-hmm. love sort of heals all problems and um, part of parenting is very difficult. I mean, my mom, I know, struggled with us, especially because me and my brother were twins. And, yeah. you know, dealing with two rambunctious, you know, very needy children, mm. <laughs> very sensitive as well. But you it's know. impressive she still gave you a lot of uh, affirmation. You know, a parent can easily go the complete opposite way. Mm-hmm. You know, with two rambunctious kids, they could go, uh, fuck it. <laughs> but I also think culturally she wasn't allowed to do that oh. a part of like a good Persian mother like she's very traditional she oh. grew up with very traditional I mean her, the way my father courted my mom was that uh, they met at a family gathering yeah. and my father asked my grandpa to like can I drive her home uh, Yeah. and then that's how they met and you know well maybe his is acts of service <laughs> I think for for him it's um, acts of service. Maybe. Um, that's why that one's higher up in the in the middle, and I think it's a combination of both my mom, mother and my father. But the thing is that they're so conflicting in yeah. the way they they show love. Yeah, and so it makes it very. I think we're a combination of our parents, and when the parents have so much different thoughts or values, it's very hard to coincide two values into one person. You know? That's why siblings are always so different as well. It's like they receive sort of similar treatment and they acquire the same values as their parents. But um, because they may be different, they sort of result in different combinations. Mm. Mm, that's interesting. I never knew that about you. Oh, well, yeah. What about me? Your love languages. Service and... No, yours... Oh, uh, There's words of affirmation. Yeah. You're beautiful. You're gorgeous. See, the thing is that I'm also <laughs> not a doofus, and I can see when someone's lying to me. I'm not lying. I uh, think you're gorgeous. Yeah. So well, let's beautiful. ask our viewers whether they your think that. Uh, listen, <laughs> uh, whatever. Oh, Sean is beautiful. It's He's gorgeous. You know what? Whatever. <laughs> then go, mom. <laughs> go, mom. Go, mom. Shout out. Shout out to. Sean. Sean's mom. Love you. <laughs> and shout out to Steven's mom. Love Aww. you too. Love you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Steve. It's very interesting. Okay. Well, Steven, I think that's that. Uh, we only have a 20 minute time frame. Yeah. I want to keep it very short because yeah. um, I don't like to have our listeners waiting for so long okay. so I know, any we closing meat of it we did end. get into the yeah. meat of yeah I mean closing any thoughts, closing thoughts takeaways takeaways yeah uh, love is confusing I feel more confused than ever that's great that means it's uh, you know, that means it's good that means time it's time to go watch some art and then yeah. you know reflect yeah. 
Okay, thank you, Sean. Thank you. Thank you. It's so lovely. Aww. Stephen, your, your insights have been beautiful. <laughs> I really you. appreciate your well-readedness and Aww. everything that you do. And I am so excited <laughs> to see more of your journeys ah, and you. social media thank and you. your travels and yes. becoming a uh, mogul. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can uh, follow me on my Instagram at, at Stephen Wakabayashi. Oh, wow. I post tips on life, love, everything in between. It's spectacular. I'm, I, I mean, I'm a huge avid fan. I am so glad I'm subscribed to your newsletter. Oh yes. 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 I mean, I've seen so weekly many newsletter. weekly newsletter. <laughs> and that is all. Thank you so much, Stephen. It's been a pleasure. Yes. And thank you for having me, Sean. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you. 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 And mm. good night. Good night. And, and good morning, maybe. Good morning. I don't know. Yeah, hello. Hello. Good Goodbye. morning. Goodbye. <laughs> Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.